You are welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you and the message coming right up is crafted by heaven not just to challenge you but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel, Apostle Goodheart Obi Ekwene. Whilst you're still standing very quickly, let's turn to Exodus 19. I want to read very quickly from verses 9 to 11. And my version of choice is the New Living Translation NLT. Exodus 19, 9 to 11, very quickly because of time. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will come to you in a thick cloud, Moses, so the people themselves can hear me when I speak with you. Then they will always trust you. Moses told the Lord what the people had said. Then the Lord told Moses, Go down and prepare the people for my arrival. Go down and prepare the people for what? My arrival. Consecrate them today and tomorrow and have them wash their clothing. Be sure they are ready on the third day. Is a demand. For on that day, the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai as all the people watch. Verse 14 and 15 says, So Moses went down to the people. He consecrated them for worship. Did you hear me? Moses came down on account of receiving a prophetic word from God. To do what? To consecrate them what? For worship. My God, I feel this. And they washed their clothes. He told them, get ready for the third day. And until then, abstain from having sexual intercourse. For the assignment this morning, part two, worship for wonders, subtitle, consecrated for worship. Father, thank you for the honor to gather again under this open heavens. I beseech you to take a coal of fire from your altar and not my lips and my tongues of clay. Help me to speak expressly, thus said the Lord. Help me to go beyond my study, contemplation, and meditation to speak your very counsel, moving every man, every boy, every girl from where we are to where you've reserved for us in a place called destiny. We'll ask always to return the praise, the glory, the honor back unto you. In Jesus' wondrous name, we have prayed. Somebody shout a big amen. Reach out to your enemies and say, consecrate yourself for worship. Oh. Uh -huh. That's the African way. Uh -huh. <laughs> you may be seated in heavenly places. Glory to God. Dearly beloved, the subject of worship is a central theme of the entire Bible. Beginning from the book of Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation. In the book of Genesis in particular, we discover that the fall of man was as a result of Adam's failure 
to obey God's very simple command and instruction not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And we see again in the book of Revelation that the climax of the history and the culmination of the history of mankind is to worship at the throne of God. A worshiping community in God's presence. That's how the book ends in Revelation. Uh, people worshiping God. The new heaven, new earth, and people worshiping God. He became the tabernacle in the midst of the, of the people. We see that in the words of Jesus in his earthly ministry, he quoted Deuteronomy 6, 4 to 5, placing a name on that commandment to be the greatest commandment. I quote from Mark 12, 29 to 30, the Amplified Classic. Jesus answered, the first and the principal one of all commands is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God, and out of, and with your whole heart, and out of, and with your soul, your life, and out of, and with all your mind, with all your faculty of thought, and your moral understanding, and out of and with all your strength, this is the first and is the principal commandment. The first and the principal commandment has to do with worship of our God. Worship. 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 Beloved, the Lord has called us in the Holy Writ to undivided and focused worship of his majesty. Jesus affirmed that worship is the universal first priority given to mankind. As the Lord brought them out of the land of bondage, they encountered him at the Mount Sinai. By the way, many people think that God brought them out of bondage to bring them into Canaan. Whilst that is true, if you study your Bible, you'll find the Bible says that God primarily brought them out of Egypt to meet him in the wilderness. The encounter with God in the wilderness was a real deal. With a failure to encounter God out of your land of bondage, uh, your Eden is not going to happen. Are you hearing me? So he brought them out to meet him. He said to Moses, go and tell Pharaoh, let my people go, not that they will enter Canaan, no, that they may worship me. So the reason for your liberty, the reason why he will heal you and deliver you and bless you it's not for you to make the blessing of God, but so you can worship him. Liberty is for worship. Healing is for worship. Breakthrough is for worship. Lifting is for worship. Change is for worship. If you don't use what God bless you to worship him, you are going to turn the blessing to a golden calf. 
And the truth be told, in the 21st century, many believers have turned the blessings of God to another kind of golden calf. He brings you out to worship him. He brings you out to encounter him. Exodus 20, 2-5, Mount Sinai. I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt. That's true. That's true. Out of the house of bondage. That's very true. Thou shall have no other gods before me. Thou shall not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shall not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third, the fourth and the generation of them that hate me. God is a jealous God. He won't share your heart with anything. He delivers you so you can worship him in liberty. Why you got healed is not to go and play tennis. Not to be a businessman. Not to make money. No. Why you got healed is so you are fitted to worship him in liberty. The moment Anna went into a deal with God, her womb was opened. When she began to think about the destiny of Israel, that in the nation, uh, the prophetic voice of God was scarce. And Hannah said, hey God, I'm not just looking for a child anymore for just to be a mother. Now, I want my womb to carry your son and your prophet. I, I just don't just want to be not laughed at anymore as a barren woman. No, I I'm interested in your purpose for the nation. Give me a son and I will give you a prophet. The womb opened, boom. Worship, worship. Beloved, every one of us have been created by God for the purpose of bringing and giving God true worship. That simply means worship is the primary reason and the purpose for your existence. It's been said. That abuse becomes inevitable when purpose is not known or purpose is not pursued. Revelation 4.11 says, Thou art worthy, O God, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and were created. You were created to give God pleasure. Many a times you've come to God to receive pleasure. Breakthrough, break in, break out. But God said, wait a minute, I made you for my pleasure. When you begin to give me pleasure, you don't have to pray again. You've touched Matthew 6.33. What does he say? Seek first. The kingdom, that's worship. Seek first the kingdom and what? His righteousness, his methodology, his modus operandi, his ways of operation. Guess what? When you do that, 
Stop praying, quote-unquote. Guess what? Look behind you, see goodness and mercy following you. The things that Gentiles are crying for, they will begin to follow you like metal to magnet. Seek the blessor, not the blessing. That's worship. If you don't understand this, will abuse the prosperity teaching in the body of Christ where we'll raise up idols. Idol of cars and idols of fame and popularity and all kinds of things not knowing the blessing is giving you to worship him. The gold, the silver that they took from the children of Egypt was for them to worship God in the wilderness but they built a golden calf. Are you still here? Hmm, help me Lord. What is the whole duty of a man? Ecclesiastes 12, 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of a man. The Amplified Classics gives it a clearer rendition. It amplifies it. All has been heard. Hear this please. Please hear this. The end of the matter is. Fear God. Revere and worship him. My God. Knowing that he is. And keep his commandments. For this is the whole of a man. The full. Original purpose. Of his creation. Here. The object of God's providence. The root of character, the foundation of all happiness, the adjustment to all inharmonious circumstances and conditions under the sun, and the whole duty for every man. Your purpose of being alive is to worship God as fish in water, as bird in air, likewise you in worship. Are you here? As bird out of air, it's not going to be maximized. Probably will die. As fish out of water will likely die. Matter of time. Likewise, the believer outside God's presence. yeah, yeah. The believer outside the atmosphere of worship is not going to do well. You are created for worship. You are born again to offer up God true worship. In spirit and in truth. John 4, 23, 24. Our text in this season. You want to read from the Amplified Classic? A time will come. However, indeed, it is already here. When the true, genuine worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Reality, for the Father is seeking just such people as these as his worshippers. Hmm. God is a spirit, a spiritual being. And those who worship him must, must worship him in the spirit, in truth, in reality. Beloved, worship. Is the ultimate priority 
of the believer. Can you imagine that God is looking for a category of people upon the face of the earth? Can you just imagine that God, the God who has no need, will never have any need, all sufficient, all reliable, all dependable, says he's searching, he's looking for a person, for a people. He said, I found me a man, David, after my own heart. And here it says in the New Testament, he's still searching for a category of people that he calls true worshippers. Those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. I pray, especially in this season where he's calling us to go deeper in the place of worship, that God will find this house, this house, whether locally or globally, to be that house he is seeking for that will give him pure, undiluted worship. Somebody said a big amen. amen. Hallelujah. 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 I mentioned some days ago that heaven, or better still, in heaven there are no titles such as Pope, Deacon, Pastor, Apostle, Bishop, Teacher, Evangelist. No such titles in heaven. <laughs> the highest ranking persons and personality, because angels are part of them, are worshippers. Did you hear me? Let me rewind. In heaven there are no titles. So the earlier we begin to learn what we'll do for all of our days, the better it is for us. Because largely what you find in heaven as you draw closer to the throne of glory is worship in a heightened activity. The closer you come to the throne, the more intense the worship is. Around the throne is four living creatures. Around them is four and twenty elders. Read what they're doing in Revelation 4, 8. Worship. Hear this. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him. And they were full of eyes within. And they rest not day and night saying, Holy, holy, Lord God Almighty, which was, which is, which is to come. And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him and that sat on the throne who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying thou art worthy O Lord to receive glory and honor and power for thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and were created as you draw near to his throne more intense worship so the question is are you going to be far off or you're going to draw near if you're going to draw near then you must determine to learn what it means to be a true worship mm. hallelujah Beloved, there are three key elements to true worship. More than that, but for the sake of our discourse this morning, three key elements. Number one, write down obedience. Write down in class. Number one, obedience. Number two, sacrifice. Number three, consecration. Please write down three things. Key elements of true worship. Number one, obedience. Number two, sacrifice. Number three, consecration. Obedience simply speaks of the adherence to God's word and his instructions to your life per time, whether from scripture or in specific ways. Obedience is integral to a life of true worship. You can't worship whom you don't obey. Praise God. 
You can't succeed to worship without obeying the one you claim to worship. In 1 Samuel 15, the Lord sent Samuel to Saul after he disobeyed in his instruction given by the Lord. 15.22 says, And Samuel said, Have the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifices and to hacker than the father of rams. So obedience is very critical in terms of your worship. Having said that, the other element that is equally important is the element of sacrifice. There can be no real worship without an element of sacrifice. According to the law of first mention, the word worship, at least in KJV, was mentioned for the first time in Genesis 22. Relating to an instance where God instructed Abraham to bring Isaac to where? Mount Moriah to offer him. His son Isaac. And hear what Abraham said in Genesis 22 verse 3. And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and claimed the wood for the burnt offering. Hear this. And rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day, somebody said the third day. He said, get your clothes ready. Get your axe ready because he's coming down on the third day. Listen. We are on the verge of glory like never before. We are on the verge of an amazing time of intimacy, collusion with the glory of the Lord. And I believe God is saying, prepare my people because I'm coming down to meet a people whose garments are white, but their hearts are also white and clean, ready to receive me. Please get your acts together. Get ready. He's coming. Whatever that means to you. Whatever that means to you, get your acts ready. Get your act in place. Cut out the chase. Cut out the tricks. Cut out the, the double dealing. Cut out the lies. Cut out the half-hearted service. No, he's coming. He gives you a time frame. Day one, day two, day three. May we take advantage of the three days to get ready for the coming glory. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass. Guess what? And I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Worship requires that you're willing to go beyond the norm. Oh boy. Beyond the crowd, you're willing to go. Beyond the outer court, you're willing to go. Beyond the holy place, you are willing to press in beyond the veil to come into the holy of holies. Say, we are going yonder. To worship means we are going what? Yonder. Beyond the noise found in the outer court. The hip hop parade, the jumping, the here and there, the razzmatazz, the tricks, the gimmicks, as it were. Where is in the outer court? Beyond all of that, as you press, persevere, you come beyond the veil in the place of real raw worship. So what Abraham said he was going to do with Isaac to kill him is worship. That means worship means sacrifice. Mm. 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 In the place of worship, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, is somebody, somebody getting blessed this morning? I hope you are. I know you are. In the place of worship, hear me real good, please. Uh, it is your all for his all. Please write it down. 
In the place of worship, your all must be on the ground to access the all of God. In the course of the week, as I thought about this, what came to my mind was a scripture in 1 Corinthians that has to do with husband and wife. But I saw that to apply between us, the bride of Jesus and Jesus. What does he say? Wait a minute, you get there. 1 Corinthians 7, 4. Amplified Classic says, For the wife does not have exclusive authority and control over her own body. But the husband has his rights. Likewise also, the husband does not have exclusive authority and control over his body. Uh, what? But the wife has her rights. Now, that means, listen, listen. That means I've relinquished what I've got. Oh, yeah. I'm placing what I think I own on the altar so that I can have access to the all of God. Did you hear a worshiper understands that he does not, cannot, will not own anything. Mm, yeah, 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 yeah. A worshiper understands that he is a steward of all. He has access to all, but he's a steward. Oh man, katoparanda. The moment you begin to think that the all God gave is your own, that's idolatry. Is somebody here? Please let your spirit come and let. There is a realm in God, I believe. Men in our day, in our age we're walking is the realm of the all of God. There are certain men who work in the place of worship with God. God will make accessible the realm of his all. They will control things as though they own things, but they know they are stewards. They will say like Jesus, I have the power to lay down. I have the power to take up again. They will say like Job in Job 121, naked I came, naked I depart, but yet they have access to war. Mm. I would rather have access to all than to claim I own anything. <laughs> access to all means when I need a jet to take me from A to B, I don't necessarily have to own it. It will appear. Woo, palaba. When I need a building to start a church, I don't have to own it. It will appear. When I need money to pay for certain bills, I don't have to have it in my pocket. It will suddenly appear. That is having access to his all. Stewardship. Stewardship. A steward knows it's not his own. No, no, no. It belongs to an owner, but he can use it as he pleases. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. A real steward will never take ownership of what belongs to the master. That's worship. But one who is not a real steward will begin to think, wait a minute, maybe this is my own. I begin to claim. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Did you know what happened to the prodigal son? The prodigal son forgot what it means to be in the house, to be a steward without having to own anything. Mm. 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 The day came, he got restless. Restless spirits. And in our day and age, many believers are suffering from a restless spirit. They want to start their own. Their own company. Their own business. Their own this. Their own that. Nothing wrong with that if it's the right time to do whatever. But you see, a restless spirit will expose you prematurely and you'll be a target for devils and devils. Expose. 
exposure prematurely is dangerous. And this boy had everything he wanted. He had the cow, the goat, the cars, the houses, everything he wanted at his beck and call. But all of a sudden he said, Dad, I want my own. I want ownership. I'm tired of stewardship. The dad said, okay, go on your own. Take your inheritance. When he went away with what he thought was his own, he realized the moment he left the government that kept him safe, he lacked the power to sustain what he took away. I pray the Lord gives you understanding. Stay in your father's house. It's better to be a steward of all than to claim you have something and then it will disappear. You can't own anything. The shoe you wore, it's not your shoe. The car you drove or drove you, it's not your own. The moment you think you own cars, you're in trouble. Oh boy. Oh boy. Those who know me know that. When God blesses me with something, especially a car that is something I like, there's a way I sit in the car with one bomb bomb on the seat. People know that. Over years, they know that. It's not, it's, it's, they know that by experience. Well, wh why? I know the car or whatever, the watch, the house, it's not mine. I'm only a steward. I could be a steward for 10 years, for 20 years, one day, one month, but if and when the owner calls, you better hold what you hold loosely enough to let go. Otherwise, that's idol. That's idolatry par excellence in the 21st century. And I tell you, many believers are committing idolatry. Things in their hearts competing for the place of God. Hmm. Obedience. Sacrifice. Third concept. Yeah, wow. It's a good place to say wow. Is the issue of sanctification. Our text is very clear and explicit. So you go down. Consecrate them for worship. Beloved, you and I are not able to engage in acceptable worship to God except we are willing to undergo consecration. <laughs> are you in church? It's a good church to be in. Mm. Romans 12, 1 Amplified Classic says, I appeal to you therefore, brethren, and beg of you, it's a beg, it's a plea, I beg of you, in view of all the mercies of God, to make a decisive dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties as a what? Living sacrifice. Holy, guess what? Devoted, consecrated, and well pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service and what? Spiritual worship. So there is a connection with consecration, sanctification, separation with what? Spiritual worship. Are you here? Uh, so Moses went down to the people. He consecrated them for worship. And they washed their clothes. He told them, get ready for the third day. And until then, abstain from having sexual intercourse. I came with a word from the Lord. Consecrate yourself for worship. I, 
I wish I had time. Pastor Angie, when you begin to tamper on the things that pertain to worship, you're touching a very naked live wire of heaven. Pastor Dan, there are those instances that casualties happen. Uzzah was of a tribe who was by nature trained to carry the ark. But whatever best known to him, he chose to carry the ark with a new ark cut. Ark on a new what? New cut. In other words, he chose the way best to carry God's ark. God said, my ark will be born on shoulders of men that are consecrated. Priest. Priest that are washed. They carry my ark. But they brought modern technology. Civilization. Social media. WhatsApp. Facebook. IG. You can carry. Man. You can worship. Man. Man. It's not man. It's a holy God. You can't worship him like your boyfriend. I'm amazed in the moment of corporate worship, someone sitting down like this. It's, it's, I, don't know, I don't know how. I don't know how. Uza should have known better how to carry the ark. He carried it on a humanly devised methodology that looks right. Then the ark rocked. I believe it was a test. The ark did like it will fall. Then Uzzah in his logic and said, let me help God. As he tried in his mind to help God, bam! Struck there. Something about worship that becomes very naked life wire. That's why we need to consecrate ourselves for worship. Lest we see casualty. No, get there, get there, get there, get there. Nadab and Abihu, they were priests. They offered up strange fire Come on the altar. Worship. You find in the scriptures a lot of casualties occurred when men failed to give God the due order worship. In the day that they built a golden calf. By mercy, I think it was only about 3,000 people click killed on that day. Just literally, I mean, God was about to wipe up the whole people. Hey, Moses said, Go, God, don't do this. He interceded. About 3,000 were killed on that same day. Worship. I can go on and on. On and on. <laughs> mercy, sir. Mercy, man. Mercy, man. And Consecration, listen carefully, beloved, is not something God will do for you. I came home. I came to you. Listen. So you go, let them wash their garment. David, you wash your own garment. Everybody will be responsible for your own garment. I can't do it for you. You wash your own garment. Take the blood, take the word, take the name, take the fire, but you wash it yourself. Righteousness is God's gift to you. Consecration, sanctification is your gift to God. Write it down. 
everybody must take responsibility to clean his act up. Listen, this house is changing color. Acts <laughs> 5. Husband and wife. They thought they were lying to a preacher. Said, no, we just sold parts. We just, it, it was worship. It said worship. Sacrifice. Something about sacrifice and worship. Said, no, 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 we didn't hear that. Said, why, why has the devil filled your heart to lie against the Holy Ghost? As those words came out from an apostle, bam! Ananias. Three hours, Safira came. She confirmed the lie from the husband. Bam! The same young man packed her away. Am I getting afraid? No. I'm telling you what I heard in my secret chamber. Consecrated for what? I'll be unfair not to teach you what I heard. We're about to go to worship now. But we want to ask the Lord to cleanse us by the blood. And help make our worship become acceptable to him. Remember I said, it's not what God will do for you. It's what God will help you to do. He says, come out from amongst them. Not I will bring you out. And be that what? Separated. It's all in the Bible because I don't have time. I can keep you up for 30 minutes. 1 Corinthians 6, 17. Wherefore, come out from amongst them and be separate. And say the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. It's you that will touch. And I will receive you. And I will be your father to you. And you will be my sons and daughters. Say the Lord Almighty. You, I don't want to do it. You present your body. You are the one to lay aside every weight. Romans, somewhere, Hebrews 12, verse 1. So, on and on and on, there are clear responsibilities in the scriptures for you to consecrate yourself. He's made available the blood, the word, the Holy Ghost, the fire. But, you must say, God, help me. Help me. Listen. There is an open-ended invitation. James 4, 8. Draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Is that right? Is that right? But, you see, the danger with drawing near to God is this. <laughs> Personally, as you draw near to God, he shows you things. Hmm? You see pride. You see envy. You see jealousy. You see malice. You see greed. You see avarice. Otherwise, you're not drawing near to God. You, you're, just, you're, just, you're just very far away. As you draw near, he will show you things. Am I? <laughs> you have two options. Option A, to run away. You don't want to see things. And pretend you're okay here in the outer court. I'm going to heaven. I'm here. You cover the lie, the stealing, the fornication, adultery. It's okay. You pay your tithe, you give your offering. You're just okay in the outer court. Just stay. Just okay. But, 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 as you draw near, you see more. The next option, option B is, oh God, I'm selfish. Will you forgive me of selfishness? I plead the blood. I wrestle with this spirit of self-centeredness. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. You fight it. And it will help you to move to the next level again. Drawing here means more revelation of who you are. What do you need to do? Will you rise up on your feet? Let's cry for mercy for one minute. I want to invite Minister Peavy to please come to lead us in the next few minutes as we really worship our God. Oh yes. Can you ask the Lord to help you quickly? 
Oh, my cup. Put a new sound in my lips. Help me, Lord. Let's ask for mercy for one minute. Can you ask for mercy? First John 1 9, if we confess our sins to him, he's faithful and just. Are there any areas of our confessions? Cry out for mercy. Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Any hindrance from going beyond the veil. Oh, Lord. As David cried, search my heart and see if there be any iniquity in me. If there be anything in me that offends you, forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive me. Help my worship to be true and pure and be acceptable today. I don't want to give you false worship. I don't want to give you lip service. Let my heart connect to my lips. If you're not born again where you are, ask the Lord to come into your heart. Be your Lord and Savior. Cry out. Save me from this wretched world. We live in a crooked and a perverse generation. Cry out. Cry out for mercy. Save my soul. Leave those hands. Leave those hands and receive grace. Father, thank you. You have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of Good Heart Obi Ekweme, lead pastor of Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, and the apostolic leader of the Horn of Revival Ministry, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the torch of revival across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request or testimony, or get more messages or books from Apostle Goodheart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org. That is info at rhogic dot org. Also download the Horn of Revival Ministry app on Google Play or Apple Store to connect with a variety of quality resources including Rogic Radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life. And for real-time ministry, you can follow Apostle Goodheart on Twitter. The handle is at Pastor Goodheart. And on Instagram, the handle is at Apostle Goodheart. Keep hearing the Word of God. It will produce intimacy with your spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth.